Have you ever found yourself immersed in some <clears throat> great thought, story, fantasy, obsession, or emotional storm, and you kind of come out the other end and feel a bit bemused, like, how did I get there? Or how did that happen? Or what was that all about? And very often, I think our mind feels like an accident. It just feels like a mystery that we don't always really feel that we choose that much of what goes on in our minds. And the stories can be wondrous, and the storms can be intense, and they arise and pass. Now, I really feel that one of the great blessings and gifts of this teaching is that it really is designed to dissolve that sense of bemusement and bewilderment. That how we get in is really can be understood. The, the process of constructing our worlds is a process. And you can very much sense that part of the job of mindfulness is to begin to slow down the processes so they really can be seen. And of course, the attention that we bring moment to moment really does have the effect of slowing down the processes. Because we can also, I think, sort of count on it that if our mind feels like an accident, it's quite possible that a lot of our lives will hold the same sense of bewilderment and bemusement. So today I want to talk about the second foundation of mindfulness, which I'm going to use the Pali term here, which is Vedana. Vedana, because like many Pali terms, they don't translate so easily into English. What is so important to understand is that the foundations of mindfulness are not hierarchical or linear. They are so interwoven. Yesterday, Narayan spoke about contemplating the body, the first foundation of mindfulness. But when you contemplate the body, you cannot help but be aware of the other foundations of mindfulness. You cannot help but be aware of the mental states, the hindrances, and also Vedana, even though you might not have had the language. Now, what is, Vedana is often translated as feeling tone or texture of experience. Texture of experience. It's something quite different than emotion. Certainly, Vedana is part of emotion because Vedana is part of everything that we perceive. But emotion in this tradition very much belongs in the third foundation of mindfulness. It's a much more complex structure. Vedana is actually something very simple. I would just invite you for a moment just stroke the back of your hand with the other hand with a couple of fingers. It's the Vedana tongue. It's pleasant. It's pleasant. Now, pinch the back of your hand. It's the Vedana tongue. Simply unpleasant. You let that go. It might take a while. <laughs> it becomes neutral. Vedanatam. 
Now these, these are the three texture tones, pleasant, unpleasant, neutral. They run through all perception, sight, sounds, taste, touch, body sensations, thoughts, emotions. There is a Vedana tone, pleasant, unpleasant, neutral. So when we speak about Vedana, we're also really speaking about the nature of perception. It is not a problem, clearly. You know, there is pleasant, there is unpleasant, there is neutral. It's not a problem. It would be the same for a Buddha, it would be the same for anyone who's never sat on a cushion. Now, what we really see is how this Vedana tone, and sometimes people wonder why this Vedana you know, occupies a foundation of mindfulness all on its own. You know, why is it so important? You know, what, what's such a big deal about pleasant, unpleasant, neutral? Well, actually, we make a big deal out of pleasant, unpleasant, neutral. And it is the beginning of how our world is constructed and born. For example, okay, you stroke the back of your hand, it's pleasant. Notice how quickly and easily the pleasant can tap into something else. I think I just stroke my hand all day. This is really rather nice. I wonder if they have any masseurs here. Someone else could stroke my hand. Did you notice how we could just start building our world out of that? This is much better than being mindful of breathing. I just stroke. Imagine if your neighbor had reached over and pinched the back of your hand. You know, why is this happening to me? This is awful. What are they doing to me? You know, I remember all the times people have sort of intruded on my space. You know, our world is being constructed, isn't it? What happens when we don't even notice a neutral sensation where our hand basically doesn't even hardly exist for us in that moment? The, in this teaching, a lot of emphasis is given to really understanding how our world is being born moment to moment. And the emphasis is given to Vedana because Vedana taps into the underlying tendencies of craving, aversion, and delusion. These are almost like the latent tendencies that, that the perception brings into the forefront of our consciousness. You know, think about lunch. It goes, you know, something smells nice, tastes nice. Oh, the mind just takes hold of it and runs, you know. You know, I remember all the times I've had linguine, you know, and Italy, and, you know, my, my partner, my travel, I need to go back there. You know, off in the world. <laughs> you know. Something else is served not so nice, you know. We do exactly the same. But our world is being born in that moment. That is my world. It's not everybody's world. It's my world. Now, sometimes it can be a little bit pleasant, can't it, that construction? You know, some nice memory trail, some nice fantasy. But you know what? If we do that kind of proliferation through underlying tendencies with the pleasant, we do it with the unpleasant too, just the same. It's not that you can choose, only how to have pleasant stories. So this tapping into this underlying tendencies, the world is arising the world is arising with that, with perception and the Vedana tone in it. 
Okay, so it's very important to understand that. Now, the job of mindfulness is to sever the link between Vedana and the underlying tendency. That is the work of mindfulness. To sever the link between the Vedana tones and the underlying tendencies. So the pleasant is pleasant. It doesn't then begin to proliferate and construct and build. The unpleasant is unpleasant. It too, seen as that, not tapping into the underlying tendency of aversion, it is just unpleasant. Again, it doesn't proliferate. The neutral or that which is neither pleasant nor unpleasant is just as it is. So in the practice today, you know, it's not like you make a project out of any of the foundations of mindfulness. But it's almost, the foundations of mindfulness are almost like an education. You know, so perhaps you begin to actually notice when the attention is drawn to sound, when the attention is drawn to body sensation, when the attention is drawn to a, a smell or, or a sight or a thought, you actually can pause for a moment and actually, what is the Vedana tone here? Pleasant, unpleasant, neutral. Because I think it's so important to see that as long as it, you know, that this triggering of the underlying tendencies happens so quickly, so rapidly, that we are off in that world of reactivity before we even hardly know it. But as I said, the job of mindfulness is to slow the process down, to come closer to those moments of perception, to actually see the pleasant as pleasant, the unpleasant as unpleasant, the neutral as neutral, and the underlying tendencies and take no hold. We're not a prisoner then, because once the underlying tendency gloms onto the perception, it's like we're gone. We feel a prisoner to be of that world in the moment. So just, if you can, just getting a sense of that textural tone of the moment, getting a sense of the pleasant, the unpleasant, neutral part of our entire life experience. Okay, so we can see the, the kind of craving and greed that gets stimulated by the pleasant. We, we can see pretty easily the sort of aversion and resistance that gets stimulated by the unpleasant. But what about that which is neither pleasant nor unpleasant? The underlying tendency here is delusion. The underlying tendency is delusion. Now, if you look around this room, there is a whole lot that is neither pleasant nor unpleasant. If you've got a sense of your body right now, there are probably vast areas of your body that are neither pleasant nor unpleasant. We walk through our lives, there is much that is neither pleasant nor unpleasant. It doesn't excite it doesn't, it, the neutral doesn't excite craving, the neutral doesn't excite aversion, but the neutral does something else. It actually triggers this underlying tendency of delusion. Because often what is sense when there's something neutral? Well, that is where, you know, we say I'm bored, nothing is happening, um, I need something exciting, so the neutral, you know, nothing's happening in my sitting, it often becomes a trigger for craving. You know, maybe I make something happen. We sink into dullness, disconnection in the face of the neutral, and our attention just simply skims over it. You know, if you, uh, what is neutral in this room? You know, the walls? 
you don't, we don't notice it. Now what we do notice is that when we pay attention to the neutral, it doesn't stay neutral. Because, why? Not because you know, the floor suddenly becomes incredibly thrilling, <laughs> but because the nature of being mindful, the nature of being attentive, it actually does have a pleasant Vedana to it. It actually has a pleasant Vedana to it. You can feel that in your practice. When you're really resting in mindfulness, really resting in attentiveness, it is actually a lovely Vedana tone. But again, you know, unwisely, it can go into a whole lot of proliferation. But the nature of the, our response to the neutral is often to disconnect, not to see. I think of all the people we pass in our world who are neither friends nor enemies, and this will be explored in the meta. We don't see them, do they? They don't matter to me. And what you see in the neutral is that there's not so much a playground for selfing. You know, like there's a lot of playground for selfing in the pleasant and, and, and craving and greed. There's a lot of playground for selfing in the unpleasant and its underlying tendency of aversion. The neutral, who am I in there? I have nothing to do. That's why it can be so wonderful, actually, to practice in the neutral zone. You know, when there is not great, great events happening in the practice, when there's not great, you know, fantastically interesting sights and sounds. Because if we take away delusion from the neutral, and if we don't get into its triggers, of craving, I'm going to make something exciting happen, or aversion, I really hate this and I'm bored. If we can actually just stay in that place and take away craving aversion, the neutral zone is actually very close to a tremendous sense of ease and calm and just being able to rest in that moment as it is. So just encouraging you today, again, you know, this, what we do here in our practice has everything to do with our lives. It has everything to do with learning to live our lives with balance, equanimity, groundedness, sensitivity. Because when we do take away craving aversion, that's also when we have the capacity for appreciation, for responsiveness, for being with what is. So perhaps just noticing today, you know, when you might sort of go start veering off into proliferating on the basis of aversion or on the basis of craving or sinking into delusion, just really, if you can, just come back and notice the Vedana tone. Because there's a tremendous art in our life in learning to be equally near all things, equally near the pleasant, equally near the unpleasant, equally near that which is neither pleasant nor unpleasant, with a bright alertness, with a bright mindfulness, liberating our hearts in a way really from those underlying tendencies. So perhaps just having a little sense of that, you know, sort of background intention of that in the practice today. Just continuing to use, you know, your chosen ground of mindfulness, chosen anchor of mindfulness, really paying attention to those moments when the attention is drawn away from that ground. Because that is usually the moments when there has been, you know, when there is perception and often when there is a kind of triggering of the underlying tendencies. Seeing if it's possible just to notice the Vedana, the feeling tone. So again, just relaxing into your body. <coughs> 